GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I am joined by three people who if I were to start an axe cult, I'd ask to be in it. Hovercraft Joe. Joe <laughs> Clang, 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 clang. <laughs> What's your axe of choice? Is it like a like a single axe, a double axe, a, I'd ha- get, a hatchet? I, I'd get two like fire axes. Two that, fire axes? My, yeah, those would be my axes of choice. So Sphinx, what do you what, what are your axes of choice? Uh I think I'd go with a nice tomahawk. You Ooh. know, I can get some good distance with it. That's good. That's good. Uh, and our special guest, Dave, who no doubt owns several axes already. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Who's our special guest? The Tush. Thank you. The Tush, who owns uh, at least, I'm going to say, six different kinds of axes. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, I knew it. So what do you, what you I would go with like animal? Norse style, like a Viking axe. Mm. You know, where uh, the Viking X is good for, you know, you can throw it. You can also, like, you know, slice people up. I just watched the Vikings with Kirk Douglas there. So I'm like, that's the axe for me. <laughs> Could our axe cult be called the axes of evil? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I'd have a really, really large impractical axe, like He-Man style. I feel like our axe cult already has, I already understand why it exists more than the axe cult in this movie. <laughs> that's true I, I agree you're not wrong uh, uh, I mean we sound more well planned than the one in this I fucking mean, movie I too feel, I feel like all that Axe Galt did was get together and clang axes together so fucking yeah, and stupid. murder everyone indiscriminately <laughs> we're, we're kind of putting the cart before the horse here uh, we, we are here to talk about uh, the 1986 classic question mark Sylvester Stallone film Cobra. Uh, Cobra. Uh, release date, May 23rd, 1986. Uh, Tush, what what is your relationship with Cobra? See, this is like one of the few times when I would have been too young to see this in the theater. Because even though I started to see RA in movies when I was like six or seven, this was, you know, it was only like four or five at this point. But anyway, I don't really remember even watching it like on Channel 20 when we were kids or anything. I really think I saw it for the first time on, like, maybe Netflix, maybe, you know, back when Netflix was discs, you know? But, like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like at the time I liked it. We'll see how that changes. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sphinx? Uh, I was one month old when this movie came out, so I didn't watch it when it first was released. And I've never watched this movie until I did it for the podcast. And... I'll put my cards out. I wish I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> um, I I was six. Actually, I would have been five when this movie came out. I did not see it in theaters. Uh, I knew it was a movie that existed. I had never seen it before until uh, watching it for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll save my thoughts. Uh, LPJ. Uh, I had seen the opening scene of this in the in the grocery store. A couple of times, but other than that, I had not seen this movie at all. Then uh, can I ask why this is your suggestion? Yeah, yeah, why, way to go! Why, because why are we doing this? This is one of Take those. Take that fucking hatchet from the other episode and stab yourself now. Wow, this is <laughs> it's just one of those movies that are kind of nobody iconic. talks about. It's one of those cult classic, <laughs> iconic like action films that everybody, for whatever reason, likes, but nobody can explain why they like it. Yeah, I'd really like to know why. I, I yeah, like, I am dumbfounded as well. Um, I like I like his car in the movie. Yeah, which I guess was his actual car. It was, yep. 1950 well, Mercury. I read that bizarrely, this is like I can't, I'm gonna get his name wrong, but like Nicholas Redfing, you know, the, the the Dutch director did Drive and the Neon Demon. Like this is his favorite movie, so that's why um, 
Like, if you look at Ryan Gosling in Drive, he is very much Cobra. Oh, that is true. I guess he does have, like, he has, like, the he wears, like, the gloves yep. and kind of, like, the jacket. And then, oh, I, wow, that's wild. in his mouth. Wow, that is, that is wild. I, I don't... Anyways, we'll we'll get into it. We're getting again. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so, like I said, May twenty third, nineteen eighty six, uh, Cobra has a budget of twenty five million dollars. It has a domestic gross of forty nine million and a worldwide of one hundred and sixty. So, you know, pretty successful. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of eighteen percent. Yep, and an audience score of forty two percent. Yeah, it seems so. About right. Seems about right. Now the. The top grossing movies of 1986. Uh, number one is a movie that uh, has been covered on the podcast, uh, Top Gun. Number two is a movie that, if you listened to last week, potentially might be covered on the podcast, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave, Dave, we'll ask you before I get a little further. Do you think there's enough action in Crocodile Dundee for us to warrant doing it on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he beats up a couple of crocodiles. He... <laughs> He I mean, I feel like he definitely like punches some people out and stuff like that. I think there's action in Crocodile Dundee. He rips off also in two. I think he takes on a drug ring in two. But don't forget in the first one he take he rips off the uh, like the rear hood ornament, the, like the the trunk ornament of that uh, limousine, and throws it like a boomerang. <laughs> That's true. Uh, who could forget that? Um, so <laughs> Crocodile Dundee's number two, and the third uh, highest grossing movie of 1986 is Platoon. Uh, this movie, Cobra, came in 15th at the box office. Uh, other movies that we have covered on this podcast from that year are number seven, Aliens, number 50, The Delta Force, <laughs> number 71, Big Trouble in Little China, and then 98, which I had to double check my numbers, number 98, Highlander, which I was like, is that the Highlander I'm thinking of? Like, I guess I didn't realize that it... Uh, did so poorly at the box office. So oh, yeah. I I was rather shocked. You said that this movie is fifteen for the year. It, it's got to just be because Stallone, right? And yeah. probably because he's riding off the success of last week's episode, which was Rambo Two. So, well, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do these two movies back to back is because this is actually kind of it's not a sequel by any means, but. You know, it's like a sequel in the sense that it was the next movie Stallone did right after uh, First Blood Part Two. Well, and and I don't. Okay, can I? I don't know when the right time to ask this question sure. is, but let me. Can I just let me? I'm gonna say just this. Ask the damn question, Joe. <laughs> okay, so this is my understanding of the movie. Originally, Stallone was going to be the star of Beverly Hills Cop. Correct. Okay, so we want to talk about that. Okay, yeah. This is yeah. what I want to talk about. So, but yeah. he he tweaked the script enough where it became not Beverly Hills Cop, but then it became this movie. Sort of. But yes, but he also but, took elements from a novel called. Well, Fair that's, what Game. Gonna, that's what I was going to say because it's also based on a book called Fair Game, but then would eventually go to be that movie with Cindy Crawford and Billy Baldwin. Cindy yes. Crawford movies. So that's where I'm kind of like maybe thrown by all this. So yeah. I, I, I didn't know how else to ask. But no, maybe I can, you can explain, explain it. it. All right. So initially Beverly Hills cop was going to star Sylvester Stallone. Stallone got the script. Didn't like it. Took out all the comedy and rewrote it. Okay. He took some of the ideas from that script after he after he stepped away from Beverly Hills cop uh, like the name Cobra, Cobretti, that was originally what his name was going to be, Axel Cobretti, uh, in Beverly Hills Cop. And he took some elements of that and kind of tweaked scenes and rewrote it based on some of the events of the of the novel Fair Game uh, and sort of combined it all into what would eventually become Cobra. Okay. Because I was so confused. I'm like, this movie was like based on a novel, but it also was originally Beverly Hills Cop. And it was like, I don't know. I, w- I just needed someone to kind of talk me through it. So I appreciate did, it. Did you guys see that he wanted the book to be reissued <laughs> at the yeah. same time as the movie? 
but he wanted his name on the co-writing of the yes. book that was already written. Which is insanity. Yes. No, is- everything I've read is like, this is like the Pete and Cologne's ego. Like, he was like, how the fuck do you have that conversation? But I want my name on it. <laughs> like, I be like, fuck no. Like, get out of my face. That, that, that is that is wild. Like, yeah, release it, but also put me as an author. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's like, kind of like what's the co-author. I think he's like just the author. Yeah, yeah. I, my understanding was that he just wanted to come out and be like, I wrote this book. <laughs> So and that's kind of the whole crux of the making of this movie and why it's so batshit crazy. This is all Stallone. Like he wrote the script. He hired the director from First Blood Part Two, George P. Cosmatos, like I had mentioned last week, just so Stallone could actually direct the entire thing. Uh the only time Cosmatos was directing is when Stallone was not on camera. <laughs> So when um, Kurt Russell got the director fired off of Tombstone, yep. he called Sloan and he's like, hey, is there, do you know any director that'll just basically let me direct the movie except the boring shit I don't want to do? And he's like, I got just a guy. <laughs> Which is funny. Which, uh, uh, LPJ mentioned that to us in the last episode. He didn't give it as good a story intro as you just I did. did no, but... no. <laughs> was, it, was it because they were friends from Tango and Cash? Yeah. 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 They're friends. Wow, that's awesome. So he's like, hire this guy because you can push him around. Pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah. Can we also say that because Stallone completely takes over this movie, he fucking hires his wife to be the co-star in this movie too? Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, I noticed something. Because I don't know if we're necessarily cover the scene. It's really not a very eventful scene. But there's a diner scene where she is dressed exactly like he was in Rocky Five. Leading me to believe he really wants to fuck himself. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't think that's wrong at all. Um, and okay. what's I guess what's fascinating to me about this is he has complete control over this movie. But does do you do you guys agree with me in that he f- seems uninterested in being in this movie? It's like his worst he, acting ever. And he's like 15 years into his career. Right? Like, he does not seem like he wants to be in this movie. And he fucking is in charge of the movie. <laughs> it, so is, it is weird. It just, def- like, he's wears sunglasses throughout almost the entire movie. Maybe because he's hiding the lines from the cocaine shots he's doing. <laughs> he just, he looks so bored. And he acts so all, I mean, Stallone is not famous for his acting, but, like, this is a new low of me watching him in a movie. It's like he got a lobotomy. Like, he honestly, <laughs> yeah. actually, if you've ever seen anyone in interviews had a lobotomy from back when they used to do those, it literally, that's what his character is like. Just so uninteresting and just so, like, <laughs> there, there's a part of this. I don't want to skip ahead, but there's one scene. That is the fucking funniest thing in the world to me. And I'm just like dying. Man, we're losing Hovercraft Joe on this episode. I like it. <laughs> okay, can I just tell you now? I know that we're like jumping around, but the part where he's like, where he's like, I gotta take this sketch and consult my files. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he goes back to his apartment. And he's got like computers and shit out, and he's like, didn't he make that sketch himself and it was terrible it's not great yeah like i don't get why his apartment his apartment has more resources than the police station does apparently i'll I'll go console my files the the sketch that he does reminds me of that uh that news article where the person draws like a leprechaun you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. Just to be clear, going forward, anytime I have a disagreement with any of you and you're wearing a t-shirt, I am ripping it off from the collar. <laughs> Which, by the way, no, you know what? I'm going to save my thoughts on this. We got to. Well, I'll get us back on course here. Okay, so let's talk about the cast of this movie. Uh, here's here's the limit of my knowledge. Sylvester Stallone plays Marion Cobretti 
and Brigitte Nielsen plays Ingrid. And the guy that played Poppy on Seinfeld, yes. Rennie Santoni, is his partner, Gonzalez. Yes. And I told Joe that that was also uh, Clint Eastwood's partner, Dirty Harry. Yep. And the other connection to Dirty Harry is the guy who plays like the the like, you know the, the the captain or whatever the lieutenant that doesn't like him played the killer in Dirty Harry, which I think says something that like you know the ultimate villain from Dirty Harry is the guy telling him he needs to follow the rules. Lefeur was the only other actor I knew from the movie. Like the guy who played like you know the, the main killer, he was Brian like the Thompson? villain of the week. Yeah, he was like the villain of the week in every 90s TV show. He was on Buffy for a couple episodes, playing two, two different characters. He was on Walker, Texas Ranger. He was on, he's like basically, he was on Kindred, The Embrace, you know. He's also, uh, don't forget, he's also um, in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's uh, uh, not Shang Tsung. Uh, uh, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn. He's Shao Kahn in uh, Mortal but, Kombat Annihilation. Most importantly, he's Buffalo Bob and Joe Dirt. Yes. Uh, most importantly, he wasn't even fucking invited to the premiere of this movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Overcraft Joe and I had talked about that off the mic. So apparently he wasn't invited to the premiere. He had to buy his own ticket to watch his own movie. Yeah, that's really messed up. He's like, you know, yeah. He's the bad guy. He's the villain. Way to yeah. go, Stallone. Yeah, arguably he's like the third main character in this in this movie. Maybe fourth if you think that Poppy's a bigger character than him. Poppy's a bigger character. All right, yeah, so... I'd say so. Or, and, well, and then there's that, that lady, the evil lady cop who I used to think was Stockard Channing on a bad day. <laughs> uh, she, looks a lot, she looks a lot like uh, the fucking sidekick in RoboCop, too. Oh, Nancy Allen? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I thought she kind of looked a little, maybe, and I haven't seen her a while, but maybe also a little bit like the lady from a Kindergarten Cop, the one that's supposed to be the Kindergarten Teacher and gets sick, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I, so LPJ, is there anyone else that we didn't mention or anyone else that we didn't mention no, in this? No, we're good. That's good. Okay. We're good. Okay. Then let's do net worth. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one for you and Sphinx. <laughs> we'll let Dave guess first, because I'm hoping maybe you guys will remember a week ago, uh, <laughs> AKA an hour ago in real time. Uh, Dave, what do you think Sylvester Stallone's net worth is? Well, I feel like I've done so many Stallone movies, I always forget, but I'm going to say half a billion. Uh, which, by the way, uh, when we were counting Stallone movies, we forgot to count the Expendables. So, we did. So, uh, <laughs> so this is our this is our ninth Stallone movie. So you're saying 500 million? What, uh, Sphinx and uh, LBJ? What are you guys saying? Three. Uh, I think. I think you subtract that by a hundred million uh, off the Tush's number. Yep, it's uh, four hundred million. So uh, pretty good. All right, and I did look up Brigitte Nielsen. So she's got uh, I don't know some uh, LBJ flavor of love money. Yes, thank you. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two money. LBJ, what do you think for Brigitte Nielsen? I don't know, fifteen million at best. Okay, Sphinx. Eight. Okay. Tush. So at one time she had that sweet, sweet divorcing Sylvester Stallone money. But I feel like a lot of that went up her nose. So I am going to say she has a million. Sorry, how much? Six million. Okay. Uh, you know what? You guys are all high. She has $600,000. <laughs> Ouch. The divorcee of Sylvester Stallone's only got six hundred k. He probably said, I'll give you all the royalties to the movie Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Um, and then, obviously, we talked about the director being George B. Cosmatos. Quote-unquote director. Um, we talked about the how the screenplay was written by Sylvester Stallone based on the novel by Paula Gosling. Um, and then uh, the music is Sylvester Levy? 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 Uh, interesting thing about the music. There's a famous song originally written for this movie. I saw this. <laughs> that didn't get added to this movie. It was The Touch, which eventually made it into Transformers the movie. Which I do not see how that song fits into this movie. Like, I don't understand no that at all. Like, but the, the last song at the end was John Caffney and the Beaver, Beaver Brown Band or whatever. That was so jaunty. It's like, yeah. really? 
Well, we we and we talked about this just last week, uh, Tush, and you probably have some insight. Where it just seemed like there was a period of time from like the early '80s to like the later '80s where like your action movie just ended with some weird like power ballad that didn't fit sure. the movie at all. Did you guys see as well, just going more into Stallone's douchebaggery, that uh, apparently extras and supporting cast were not really allowed to talk to Stallone during the filming of this movie? I did see that. And yeah. they were like, 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 no one, like, what kind of egomaniac is like, yeah, like, you guys, like, co-stars and extras, you can't talk to me on the set. And, and honestly, I mean, I have not seen Rambo 3. But I feel like this is probably the beginning of Stallone's slide, right? Because you meant we mentioned last week, like you know, part two was was really big. Rocky four was really big. Rocky five was definitely down the toilet. Well, and I, I know Rambo five. Part Three was still an eighty-eight, but I don't know how popular yeah. the third one was. It was, it was pretty popular, but I would say, I mean, this is kind of. This is definitely part. I mean, you know, they're, I think they're almost like three years on anom- an anomaly because, yeah, after this, there was definitely a slide down. You know, I, and like I wonder if it's just because of the the ego, right? Like maybe people just wanted to stay away from him because he was becoming such a douche. I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like Arnold was really pulling him away, pulling away from him at that point too. Like oh, they were definitely. kind of neck and neck, but then Arnold it was like, no, no. Arnold's really pulling away with it's it. It's true. And I, I listen, I know this is off topic. We almost had Tush on for our Rambo uh, episode, but I just, I'm just curious to ask you, just because we have you here, like, what do you think better movie, Rambo, First Blood Part Two, or Commando? They came out in the same year. Ooh. Uh, you know what? I think maybe the better movie is, for, is Rambo. I feel like the more fun movie is Commando. Like, a Commando is very quotable, and I have really a hard time with that one. You know what? Okay, I'm giving it to Commando. I changed my mind. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. I was just We also Commando, talk- too. We talked yeah. about it a little bit. So, um, so looking oh. at Stallone's filmography, the next movie he did was Over the Top, which is a movie I've Ooh. never seen. Well, that was part of... That's actually part of this movie. Um, he, had a, he had a deal with Canon. This was a Canon movie. Um, and they had a distribution deal with Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers co-financed this film along with Over the Top to fulfill his contract with Canon. Um, and so that was just the other movie that he made with Canon, okay. just because he and had to also the he quoted them for like a sum of like he, a sum that he thought there was no way they would actually accept to pay him. Right. Like I think it was like it was really close to twenty million, which back then was unheard of. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then after Over the Top was Rambo three. So, but anyway, um, okay. So, excuse me. Before we get into the plot, does anyone have anything else? We've kind of been all over the place, but I feel like it's that kind of movie, so it, it makes enough sense. But anything that anyone wants to talk about before we get into the actual plot of this movie? I love how how, how you say plot loosely, like <laughs> like it's. Gonna oh be well, there is the fact that like. There was like a two hour and fifteen minute cut, yeah, and that they cut it down for two reasons: a, there was somewhat it was so violent that there was it almost got an X rating, and that. b, they want they, they saw the success of Top Gun, which was not a very long movie, so like we want to have more screenings of this every day, so they cut it down like ninety minutes, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like this this movie uh, definitely like. Like I would when I watched it, I was like, I feel like there's large gaps in this movie that don't make sense. Like, it, 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 like it, I just like there was a lot of stuff to me that was confusing. And then like reading that it was like, oh, it was originally like double the length. I was like, oh, okay. Like, well, like, and then it, from reading online as well, the stuff that got cut out is the stuff that Stallone wasn't a part of. So I'm sure there was a lot more information about this axe group and these other things that probably would have been important to the plot but stallone wasn't in it so he cut it well and that's the most bizarre thing about this movie is that literally as we get into the plot this movie this movie opens up with stallone reading off a bunch of like (laughs) crime statistics but also like they keep showing like this like axe cult. And it's like a bunch of guys standing around in an empty swimming pool clanging axes <laughs> together. And it's like they make a point of letting you know that it's like they're from all different walks of life. Like this guy's in a suit. This guy's a this guy's a uh, janitor. You know, like 
all this stuff. And they're just like clang, 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 clang. But it's like literally, and they all have the tattoo, but we are, I guess he explains it a little bit at the end, but we literally never know what this cult is, why they exist, what their mission is. Like what? Like there is literally no explanation for this X cult in the movie. Yeah. They, they keep bringing it up. I think it's called like the new order, right. Or something like that. Yeah, The new world. Like they, yeah, the new world, like they bring it up all the time, but there's there's no context to what the hell that even means. No, I mean they, they eventually kind of Brian Thompson, the 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 Night Thrasher, whatever the hell his name is, at the end says that I think it's Night Slasher, Night Slasher, whatever his <laughs> name. I don't think his name's ever mentioned in it's the movie, not, right? No. Yeah, but he kind of he alludes to the fact that they um they're they're social Darwin Darwinist radicals, meaning the whole survival of the fittest thing. So mm-hmm. they want to weed out the weak so that only the strong remain. Which is, so okay. What you're saying is they shouldn't teach evolution in school. <laughs> I'll make sure you're on record saying that. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> which is like, okay, all well and fine. But like, first of all, I don't, it seems they, like, like, I think Tush already mentioned, they <laughs> seem to be indiscriminately killing people. Like, yeah. and also like that explanation is given like, approximately like less than five minutes before he gets killed so oh yeah it's the end of the movie (laughs) it's the very end of the movie before we learn anything about this axe call anyways so that's the opening then we go to this we cut to a grocery hold on hold on i'm sorry one more question i have to ask lpj is this a christmas movie oh that's a good question no it takes place during christmas time it takes place during christmas time but Christmas doesn't play a factor in the movie. It's true. No one's trying to get presents or anything. And yeah, I can see that. All right. Okay. So, so anyway, so this guy shows up at the grocery store. He's part of the X cult because we see the X tattoo. Uh, He kind of just starts, he starts shooting a lot with a shotgun, but he doesn't shoot any people at first. He just is like blowing shelves and like shopping carts and like. He's just, he's just shooting random shit. So it's like, I don't understand what he's trying to do here. And he seems to have like, listen, I'm going to go ahead and say the Tush is our firearm expert on this episode. Like he seems to have a lot of rounds for that shotgun. Like (laughs) That is 100% true. There would probably be about five rounds before he reloaded. You never see him reload. And yeah, that's just, you know. And he fires that thing, like, I don't know, like 25 times. Yeah. But then he soon, he, he like has these hostages and then he lets one go. But then the guy starts running and then he decides to kill someone. Like, yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Like, where do you well, think that guy was going? And I then why? Going, that would just like give him false hope, I think. Yeah, but I, also, think was, I think he was always going to shoot him. He's also constantly racking the shotgun, which when you rack a shotgun, whether it's fired or not, the shell will expel from it. So, like, there are times when, like, well, that should definitely be ready to shoot, but then he's, he racks it, you know? <laughs> well, you forget the thing, too, is, like, all this is going down and they can't figure out and they're, like, the the, the dicky police guy and the guy that I guess is, like, the captain are there and... Um, <laughs> That Dickie police guy is fucking annoying in this yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. I really wish that yeah. Stallone shot his ass. He <laughs> did not, f- though. But I just want to mention that before, like, before he shoots that guy, he tells him, he go, he's like, the one guy's like, call the Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, so they keep talking about how... Uh, I don't understand what his role in the police is. Yeah, yes, keep, they keep you. saying he works for the... They keep, a SWAT, SWAT team, you know? they keep saying he's part of the zombie squad. Spoiler alert, they don't explain what the zombie <laughs> squad is. They <laughs> reference it like 10 times in the movie, but never give a clear explanation of what the zombie squad is. Because then for a while I was thinking, like, is this like a good cop, bad cop thing? And he's like the bad cop. But no, he doesn't really act like a bad cop. Like the second half of the movie, he just kind of gets shit done on his own terms. I have no idea. It doesn't make any fucking sense because they treat him like he's a degenerate. Like they treat him like complete dirt. So it's <laughs> well, like, so- if he's a fellow cop, why are you doing this? But then when he saves the day, now he's a hero. It's like, well, so- hasn't he saved the day already in the past? Like it makes no fucking sense. According to Stallone, he heard about the idea for the zombie squad from like uh, the police in Belgium who apparently had like, you know, do dirty stuff. Like, you know, and, and actually, technically, Detroit did use, in the 70s did have a similar squad to that. 
and they are highly unconstitutional, and this movie very much approves of them. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> so uh, Stallone shows up, or Cobra shows up. Uh, he goes into the grocery store. I do like that he, like, opens up that beer and just starts <laughs> drinking it. And then I um, like how the guy decides to then shoot the beer. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? But Yeah, and so the, he ends up, like, sneaking up on the guy, and he throws a knife in his gut and then shoots him, like, eight times with his uh, pistol, yeah. which has, like, a cobra on it, like, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's got an ivory handle with a cobra on it. So then, like, he... I so feel he, like any cop who has guns cut customized to their name that's like a flag like yeah. gee, maybe he doesn't we, have the best record we also need to describe even though we kind of have a little bit like what cobra looks like i mean he's decked out all in black <laughs> like a, a leather coat fucking sunglasses on at night and he's always got a goddamn matchstick in his mouth yeah. Throughout and the would, entire goddamn movie, he's got and, a matchstick in his mouth. And which will, we do get a payoff at the end of the movie with the matchstick. But and I will say that the pistol is always tucked into the front of his pants too. Yep. Like he doesn't have yeah. a holster or anything; it's just tucked into the front well, of his jeans. That's, that's a lot. Of, that's at a lot of dick point, danger. Stallone, re- Stallone referred to Cobra as Bruce Springsteen with a gun, which makes me wonder if he's ever heard of who Bruce. <laughs> Or yeah, just like, oh yeah, Bruce Springsteen's popular right now, so that's what my character is like. Yeah, like, that, no, I, no, I, no. I read that too. I'm like, oh, that doesn't really track at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think Bruce would be too thrilled knowing that. Nope. Did you? How'd you? No. How'd you guys? How'd you guys feel about that reporter that was giving Cobra shit when he was leaving the? Uh, <laughs> when he was leaving the grocery store, how dare care. he question that hero's vigilante justice? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like, uh, to a certain extent, but it's, like, also, like, that guy had already murdered someone who was holding hostages. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess, like, maybe it's okay if he got killed, right? Like. Yeah, oh, no, I definitely agree, but at the same time. He had time, a bomb. <laughs> the guy had a bomb yeah. in his hand. I get the impression awesome. that Stallone, that Cobra has killed a lot of people like this. Oh, well, that's true, too, yeah. We also, we, we totally forgot. This is the second week in a row. We forgot the taglines. Oh, oh shoot. Because the guy, because they, they have a little exchange, and Stallone says, you're the disease, I'm the cure. Yeah. And uh, that is one of the taglines. So let me give you the other three. Okay. Uh, this is where the law stops, and I start. This isn't Judge Dredd. Like, we're not there yet. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, society is breeding a new kind of criminal. It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Maybe that's what this movie was supposed to be about. I don't know, but whatever. And then this last one, I don't, the strong <laughs> arm of the law. The fuck is that? <laughs> Those are our uh, They make lines. about as much sense as this movie does. Yep. So was it? Like oh, I don't want to be I don't want to be the asshole who tries to start a serious conversation about policing based on Cobra, but some of the politics of this movie are horrifying. You oh know? yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's well, a lot of this movie that is ridiculous as far as like the, the like the like the tropes in this movie. Yeah, it, it's it's just bananas. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I was just going to say the fact so- that cop has grenades. Yes. <laughs> So, so the next scene, like, and this is wild to me. Cobra goes home, like, he's kind of like an asshole, like, to oh, those yeah. guys, right? They're just parked, like, it's yeah. like. Well, you tell him to fuck off, though. Well, like, I feel like he just, like, move your car. Like, they, they were in a spot. Like, why did they have to move? Cause, just because he wanted to park there? They I were guess. taking up two spots. Oh, well, that's when he rips that guy's shirt off. Yeah, he fucking he rams into the car so that he can take the parking spot, and then they get out pissed at him. Well, and then, yeah, he fucking I rips love his how, shirt off. So so he rams their car right, and then just yeah. leaves. He doesn't expect that they'll do something to his car. No, and then we also the get a we also boss. yeah, and then we get the stereotype Spanish person as well in the 1980s. So, That's true, which is not good either, but. So, uh, great, uh, we had a you know great assault here. It he was the eighties. Yeah. So did so anyone Logan, else? Sorry, as he's walking into his apartment, which I think you're about to describe, Hovercraft Joe. What the fuck was the music being played during this scene? 
I don't know. Yeah. What about what about that giant Pepsi sign that we see later? <laughs> God, there is apartment? so much product placement in this. Oh yeah. oh yeah, the Toys R Us commercial when he oh. sits down to watch TV. That is legitimately the entire commercial that yeah. probably aired in 1985. Why, why does he take a normal piece of pizza and like cut it in half? <laughs> with scissors? <laughs> with scissors? <laughs> because he had some sort of severe mental problem. You know? <sighs> It's so he, the, the choices in this movie are so weird. I I think he is coked out of his mind when he filmed this movie, and that's why he had to wear the sunglasses the whole time. It probably show right through. People be like, "Oh God, what the hell happened to Stallone?" Well, I feel like the cutting the pizza with scissors is not that far off of like Ben Stiller sticking the pizza down his pants in Dodgeball. Like, <laughs> comedy of like an unhealthy relationship with food, you know. So, so, but that's like, that's when we learn when he's home and cleaning his gun and eating the pizza. That's when we learn about that the guy that's killing people is called the Night Slasher. Um, uh, and, and that's when, like, we see we see a lady get killed in her car. Uh, and then I feel like immediately we see another lady gets killed in her car. So, is he the only one doing all the keys? Not. There's other no. people killing. The whole cult yeah. is, right? Yeah, the whole cult's supposed to be doing it because they describe that it's they can't they can't place who the leader is because it's people different each time. Well, right. I don't think that's true though because remember Stallone's whole thing is like this isn't just one person; it's a bunch of people, and they're all like, "Ah, you're full of shit, Cobra." It's not a bunch of people. Like they don't believe him that he thinks it's a, like a bunch of different people doing this. They think it's just one guy. Well, I, I don't think, think that- I don't think anybody knows who the fuck's doing it, including <laughs> the people that made the goddamn movie. <laughs> Can we talk about how stupid the guy's knife is? That knife is so <laughs> stupid. There's no way you can handle that without hurting yourself, but, which is true because the actor did hurt himself with it. <laughs> now listen, some of us aren't as versed in weapons as you. Can you explain to us why it's stupid? I don't know. LPJ, why don't you he, show he, us he your knife? spikes on everything except the handle. There's like spikes. Like basically it's got like a, you know, enclosure, like enclosure, like the knuckles are enclosed like a trench knife. There's just giant spikes on it. It's like, how are you going to put that in a sheath? It's just like there's... There's no way you can handle that. It's all curved, and it's like it just—it's just such a dumb knife. It's and they made it special for the movie, but it's like Stallone said he wanted a knife that people would never forget. And it's like, yeah, they won't forget how dumb it is, you know. <laughs> uh, LBJ, any thoughts on the knife? No, I agree. It's completely impractical, um, which which might be the point, but at the same time, you're <laughs> right. might be the point. Might be the point. Ah, ah, ah. But at the same time, you're right. It's got like spikes across the knuckles the knuckle cover and yeah it's it's a whole lot of knife for really no good reason well but we do guys to be fair though we do get to see him sharpening it like eight times in the movie (laughs) it's it's like a piece of shit knife you would buy at a truck stop in like mississippi you know (laughs) you're driving you're one of the most giant truck stops maybe even outside of cincinnati or something but like you know they got a giant truck stop that also sell weapons, and they're all pieces of crap. Or, or, you know? or, Mackinac, or Mackinac City. <laughs> yes, there's definitely some in Mackinac City, too. So so then we get introduced. So they tried to kill a third woman, but she escapes, right? <laughs> or am I, am I, am I confused? Are, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not, we're not there yet. I'm sorry. About Pete Nielsen? Yes. So they, no, I they, forget. They, we, they, can they, just, we, get, we can just skip ahead. They're in no, the alley. No, 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 no. I want to talk about the subliminal message of the robots that are dancing with her. I, know I don't know good. what the fuck that model is. I know where we're at. I know where we're at. So, okay, here's what happens. They 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 kill the second lady in kind of like this this under this overpass. And it's like the night slasher, some other dude, and the lady that will end up is like the bad cop lady, right? So they kill the lady, but while they're trying to dispose of the body, like Brigitte Nielsen drives down the road, yeah. sees the night slasher. And then they're like, oh, well, he's seen you. So that's when they're trying to kill her. That's when we go to the um, the photo shoot where she's getting her picture taken with robots. Yeah. Also, at this time, uh, they officially put Cobretti, Cobra on the case. And we get like a montage of him and Poppy like going around questioning people throughout the city set to 80s music. And I like how he had to be told that he now has the case upstairs in a like abandoned <laughs> parking garage yeah like you didn't have to you you didn't you didn't need to say that just at the police station so again like we're still wondering like is he a cop is he not a cop like 
what exactly is his role? So, but, but then I also like the modeling photographer is pretty much trying to get her to sleep with him. There's a whole like, five minute conversation about how, if you sleep with me, it'll help your career. And then he fucking gets killed. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Play, played by David Raish from the slow show, uh, Sludgehammer, which yep. is basically making fun of movies like this. It is. <laughs> So, yeah, so, like, the uh, the Night Slasher and his crew, they try and kill Brigitte Nielsen in this parking garage after her robot photo shoot. Uh, she gets away. Uh, they drive the van into the elevator, though? It's Dude, true. It, catch it that? Does, yeah. yeah, it does not seem like a very effective strategy. Um, no. So uh, she, makes, she makes it out. She goes to the hospital. Uh, Cobra and Poppy go there, and they're, like, interviewing her. Uh, then we get some more shots of him sharpening his knife. And he dyes his hair because he did have blonde hair, and now he has like black hair. Um, but he doesn't just that, dye his hair. So different. He doesn't just dye his hair. He, he takes like just like serve. he just yeah. takes like old motor oil and like <laughs> greases his hair with it. I was trying. Like, to, oh, he's still pro Magnum as hell. You yeah, know? I was. But, I was having this conversation with uh, Tush uh, earlier today off 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 mic off off the pod, where I was like, I feel like his whole thing is like he looks like. He's like a hamster that was like eating food and like storing it in his cheeks. Like I feel like he's like, yeah. like you know, the whole time. Like he does not. He looks weird. He's very distinctive. Um, so after they question Brigitte Nielsen, this that's that's when Cobra's got to go home and check his files. So he goes home. I do like the fact that the guys just moved their car for him this time, like immediately. Like, why did they even pull it back? Anyways, so they move his car. I literally have a note that just says Cobra checking his files. LOL. So like that's I mean, when, he like, fucking left the police station to go check files in his home. Well, yeah, and then and then Poppy calls him and is like, "Hey, like, what did you want me to get at your office?" And he's like, "I didn't want you to get anything at my office." So like they find out that they've been set up. So he goes to like he goes racing back to the hospital, but he ends up fighting some of the axe guys uh, at his apartment. Uh, and then so the night slasher like goes into the hospital to kill Brigitte Nielsen, and he, I don't know. Ballpark kills like five other people in the process. Oh yeah, for no reason. And, and why is the hospital so dark? It like turned into like a horror movie. Like why is there nobody well, around? And, and then she's she's screaming and no one shows up. But then she pulls the fire alarm and now everybody shows up. Like what the hell's going on? And that's what I want to bring up. I, I don't think this movie is an action movie. I think this is a horror movie. What? Think about it. Th- th- think about it for a second here. It's it's a thriller slasher movie. It's not really an action movie. There's action There's elements to it, but what, I would say what, overall. Uh, yeah, I would contend that no, because at one point he kills about <laughs> fifty people with a machine gun. <laughs> no, I got I get that part, but I would say overall the feel of this movie isn't a traditional action movie. The feel of this movie is like a like a slasher horror film. I think that I, I, I would partially feel, agree with you. Yeah, I feel like the 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 killer is kind of influenced by slasher type characters, and yeah, it's kind of like Michael Myers type of feel to the bad guy. <laughs> right. I kind of yeah. agree the, with the that. The difference is the difference is the person going after the killer in this case is a classic action trope hero. All right, yeah. I guess I guess I, I guess I won't argue that point. I, it does start I, off with more of that. I think no, I think it I think it falls into more traditional action tropes in the the latter half of it. Though. I guess though, like I do agree to an extent what you're saying, LPJ, but I don't think the people that made the movie. Oh no. Were were oh, aiming was, in that direction? Oh no! It was not a conscious decision <laughs> for them to do this. I think yeah. it's. A, I think it's honestly. I think it's a result of. All the cuts they made to it. Yeah. That's true. Um, so uh, so she ends up getting away from the Night Slasher, and they're like, oh, we're going to take you to a safe house. I find it so, like, how out of all the like cops in the city did that, the bad lady cop, get assigned to the case? <laughs> and And why does she need to be assigned to the case? I don't know. I mean, Cobra already has his Poppy. partner, Poppy. Poppy. So why do you need to add a third person? This is the only cop movie I think I've ever watched where there's three people on the team. And I think they literally did it just because they had to because she's 
part of the plot in a way. Yeah. I also want to mention this is where this is the only moment that Stallone does not have a matchbook in his mouth, but he just decides to fucking eat an apple on the screen in front of us all. He, he just has a match. Up. A matchbook would be much weirder looking. Yeah, just a, he just has a match. Sorry, yeah, not sorry, a whole matchbook. <laughs> my apologies. So, I have so, some in my knife. I can show you what they look like. So yeah. they get attacked on the way to the safe house, which is like, why, why did the bad guys not wait for them to get a little bit further away before they sprung their trap? But also, I will say this. Out of all the stuff in the movie, I this car chase is probably my favorite part because I yeah, like that cool. car that Stolen has. And I thought it was a pretty decent car chase when he like – Busted out of the second floor of the uh, like parking truck and stuff. I like I like the chase. I do chase. like that the machine gun causes the truck to explode. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that that's how bullets worked. But I also was pretty psyched uh, when he uh, had Nos in his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew I knew you two fuckers are going to be excited about that because Fast and Furious. Yeah, oh man, the Nos. Fast and Furious stole that NOS from Cobra, man. That's exactly um, where it came from. So then Cobra gets yelled at by that uh, the asshole guy, Monte or Montez or whatever. Um, he gets yelled at him some more. And he's like, well, I'm going to take Bridget Nielsen out of the city. And they're like, hey, that's a good idea because like then maybe the killers will follow you and they won't be in the city. Um, <laughs> at this point is where I have another note that says... I still don't understand what the zombie squad is. This is where I put, why is this woman with the other partners and Poppy? So I don't get it. And, yeah. and, and, and there's really not a whole lot happening now. Right. Like no, I feel like driving. we're right. Like we're maybe like what? 50 minutes into the movie or so. And it's just a whole lot of nothing that's going on. Like what? they're driving, they're having a conversation in the the cafe or whatever. They, then we they're find, staying the night. We, and like, find, we find out that his first name is Marion, that he's Marion Cobretti. We get yeah. some more shots of people clanging axes together. There's a whole conversation about ketchup. I, it's just fucking she, weird and long. Yeah, she puts so much ketchup on her fries. It's insane. Like, I know they call it out in the movie, but it's still like a lot of ketchup. It, honestly, it reminds me of when we were on the bowling league and we would get we would get fries and we would just load them with ketchup. I will say now, too, I think we've lost the touch. And, and get, <laughs> and get <laughs> Okay, anyway, they're driving around and there's really, they, she eats the ketchup on the fries and there's really not a whole lot going on. They get, well, they go to the hotel, which the hotel seems to be a bunch of just like houses next to each other. I don't know. The hotel. I, yeah, there's like the hotel. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of one of those like camping cottages. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's essentially what it is. Like if like if you went up north in Michigan, up north is like Mackinac City. Uh, you can rent a cabin and it looks just like that. And there's like 12 cabins all in a row. That's fair. Um, so uh, the the bad cop lady rats him out, and basically the entire axe gang, I think, shows up. To, they're all on motorcycles, and they all show up to take him down at this uh, motel. Him and uh, Poppy, they kill a lot of people. This is where he has, like, the grenades and stuff that you're talking about in that. Um, what kind of gun does he have, uh, Tush, you being our gun expert? What it's is a it? machine gun of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I was reading about it. It's like a... Uh, yeah. It was a machine gun that was going to be used to replace um, whatever automatic, you know, rifle they had for the police. It never caught on except for like in Belgium or something. They use it. Yeah. Oh, Very right. Belgium influenced this movie, which is a weird <laughs> thing for an action movie. Yeah. They, they also just fucking destroy the house that Poppy and Stallone and Cobra are in. Like they oh, machine yeah. gun the hell out of it. They drive a motorcycle through it. They catch it on fire. And then, unfortunately, Poppy gets shot to hell, too. I legit thought he was dead, but he yeah. survives. Yeah, no, Poppy's good. Uh, so it turns into a car chase. They get in a truck, and they're chasing them in motorcycles, and they're shooting more guys. And then it turns into a foot chase where they're running through a lemon field. And I'll and then- say, too, like, Stallone's action, like, like, we discussed a lot of the cool scenes that happened in First Blood Part 2. But even when... Stallone is killing all the people in this movie. It just looks like he's putting no effort into it because yeah. he's killing a lot of people in this scene. 
But he just looks so uninterested with this machine gun. It's like, all right, here I am. I'm going to blow all these people to hell. And now we're in a lemon tree forest. It's so it's so bizarre just how, he like, he also blows He also blows some people up with grenades. Uh, <laughs> but so, doesn't have any sort of emotion about it. It's, it's just weird. So then we get to the final action sequence, which is in the foundry. Uh, where he burns not one, not two, but three people alive. Mm-hmm. They really went to the well with him burning people alive. I do like the guy that he just like drops all the gasoline on, though. That like I really was like we talked about uh, in, in Rambo. We talked about uh, Chekhov's uh, rocket launcher. I was like mm-hmm. Chekhov's sniper rifle because they kept showing this guy. They showed him like loading the sniper rifle. They showed him shooting the sniper rifle. I'm like something's gonna happen with the sniper rifle, but then he just like dumps gasoline on that guy and lights him on fire. Yep. That's it. So there's um, also the weird scene like he sets a grenade up, but then he shoots the grenade to cause yes. it to blow up. Why didn't <laughs> he just shoot the two guys standing next to the grenade? <laughs> or throw the grenade at them. <laughs> or throw the grenade at them. <laughs> right? Like, why did he shoot the fucking grenade? Yeah, it does seem like an unnecessary like unnecessary. Um it's only two of them. Like yeah, just fucking shoot the, them. The reason why grenades are shaped like that is so you can throw them easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's such poor like Again, like, we went from Rambo to this. Like, what the hell were you doing, Stallone? Yeah. Well, so th- he was doing cocaine. <laughs> so you think that he kills the bad cop lady, and then he, like, confronts the night slasher. Uh, slasher. And the night slasher's basically like, yeah, you're not going to shoot me because you have rules. And I'm like, have you met Cobra? He will- right? <laughs> like- so, so fucking dumb. Like, yeah. why do you think Cobra is not going to fucking kill you? Like, what has this entire movie shown us? He will just do whatever. Yeah. Like, it's- why would, and he keeps like, he keeps antagonizing him too, right? He keeps calling him pig, pig, yeah. pig. He says fucking pig 20 times. Like, I'd fucking shoot him. Like so, well, he's ugh. going to he's going to shoot him, but then bad cop lady's not dead and like jumps on Stallone and then like gets shot by the night slasher. Um, so then they have like a, a extended like hand to hand combat where he almost stabs him with that knife a couple of times, and then maybe I'm wrong about this. Stallone picks him up, impales him on a hook, <laughs> yeah. and then pushes him into like the furnace of the foundry. Well, yeah. One of the so we talked about the deleted scenes. There is a whole sequence of deleted scenes where Stallone is like grabbing the Night Stalker and further impaling him on the hook (laughs) over and over again. Jesus, does it have a scene of the fucking hook like sticking out of that part? I don't know, but uh, but yeah, he's just like apparently just like jamming him back on the hook <laughs> over and over again and then throws him in the furnace. Yeah, so- it's, it's going back to uh, LPJ's comment. That's very horror movie-like yeah. to do that. That's true. So so he impales him. He gets burned alive. They go back to the hotel. It turns out that Poppy is not dead. He's alive. He wants him to get him some gummy bears because that's like a running theme of Poppy's that he eats junk food. It's not important. Uh, then I like after all this that that asshole cop is still giving him shit. Like after all this, like after he was right about it being a gang and he saves the day and all this stuff and he's still giving him shit. He's like, I guess it was okay. I would have handled it different. So he just straight up punches the guy in the face. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, him and here's one weird more thing I want to. What so he ends up like the end of the movie is like him and uh, Brigitte Nielsen get on one of like the axe guys' motorcycles and drive off. But I just to me I thought it was so weird with like his police chief guy was like, "I'll take care of this for you." And it's like that's his machine gun. And he's like, "Oh, I'll take care of this for you, Cobra. Don't worry." Like it just seemed like a really bizarre uh thing to focus on. I don't know. So. I did write down that. uh Stallone rides off on stolen evidence to a jaunty <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's like, yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, can you just take that motorcycle? I don't like... <laughs> but that's the end. You're right. It is to, like, a really, like, upbeat song. And it's like, all right, well, like, I mean, I guess he just murdered a lot of people, and they were bad. But, like, yeah, that's the end. <laughs> we made it to the end of this movie. Um, I think it was only, like, 87 minutes. Luckily, it was not that. Luckily, the editing did cut a lot of this out. I cannot imagine. I, I feel like even if they 
kept this movie two hours or two and a half hours, this movie still would not have been any good. Well, that's and that's my question. It's like, yes, like a two, two and a half hour version of this is not a good movie, but do you think it's a better movie, like a movie that makes yeah, more sense? I think it, honestly, yeah, I, think I think it's a different movie. I think it, I think it ends up being having a completely different know. feel to it and having just a, it just becomes a different movie at that point. <clears throat> I don't know. That's that's saying a lot about the writing and the acting, and I feel like that's still all really lacking. But maybe I don't know. Did you did you see the thing that they said that like when uh what's his name the Night Slasher when he gave his big monologue or whatever that like Stallone wasn't even on set yeah for that <laughs> like they had like a script person out like reading Stallone's line and like Stallone is off watching a basketball game or something <laughs> yeah. Like the big villain speech at the end of it, Stallone's like can't even be bothered to be there for it. He's just like, nah, whatever. I just I thought that was pretty funny. Um anything uh, else. I, I if you got? look at the if you look at the, the Wikipedia page, it has a list of a bunch of the cut scenes. So like a lot of the stuff that was cut was for gore. So the the first murder victim had her throat cut and her hand severed. Uh, they didn't show Gross. that. There's a bunch of extra dead bodies in the autopsy scene. Um, what else? Uh, the the so the photographer Dan. There's like an extended death scene where um, he gets hit with like more axes by more different people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like like janitors getting killed in the uh, in the hospital and nurses nurses getting killed and a bunch of people well, that a- got killed. So I it's so it's so bizarre that this 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 I, this, I, I gotta say this is not what I was expecting this movie. Like I I mm-hmm. I, I I am flummoxed by this movie. Like I yeah. it, it 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 just was not what I thought it was going to be going into it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess like, it's just one of those things I've, I, I've heard about a lot before, but I guess, I don't know. Like I, I, I might've lost for words. Right. It, it goes back to the conversation. Like, what is it that makes this movie a quote unquote cult classic? Like just that it's dumb and not well done that like there's enjoyment out of it. But I feel like I did not enjoy watching this movie, so yeah, I don't fit into that group. I agree. Yeah, I have to agree. It, it it's not it's not a fun bad watch. Like no. it, it's not a fun bad watch. Like like Invasion USA is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Did you guys see uh, what the body count of this movie is? No. Sure, it's a lot. Any, sure, any it's guesses? more than Rambo. Seventy-two. I'll say it's like a hundred. I'll say I'll say one fifteen. Oh, you guys are way too high. It's fifty-two. That's it. Yeah, fifty-two, but forty-one of them are killed by Cobra. Okay. <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, and I guess they said that uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they said that like the opening monologue that Stallone gives at the beginning, when he's listing all the crimes, like his voice is gravelly because I guess he did it immediately after like. Choking on one of those matches that he always has in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite fact about this movie. That is my favorite fact too. I'm really happy you shared that. So, like, first of all, it's like, okay, he was choking on it, but like, why? Why was it like immediately after he's like, I gotta record this? <laughs> yeah, we already know he fucking disappears during the filming of this movie. He couldn't just take the night off. Uh, so what? <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up was the remake. So oh, there's a God. remake in the works. In 2019, Stallone was at the Cannes Film Festival, and they were discussing, and he confirmed, like in September, that the project is moving forward. The remake, Robert Rodriguez is going to serve as the director slash creator of it, and they haven't decided if it's going to be a TV. Like a like a a film or some kind of like limited series on TV, but Rod Rodriguez would do a good job with this. I, 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 I love Robert Rodriguez, I, but I, I, I don't I, know why this movie needs to be well, reborn. I think this I think this could work if you lean into like the absurdity of it. Like if you yeah. if you do if you like we're not gonna take this seriously. 
Like, I think it could maybe be fun. You know, I think that's the fault of this movie is that it takes itself very seriously and it's not it's it's ridiculous so i think if a if you go into a project or a remake or whatever and you're like yeah like this is not a serious thing and we're gonna have fun with it then it maybe it could be something i mean look at what he did with whatever what was his grindhouse movie um grindhouse grindhouse <laughs> no planet no planet terror. terror planet terror was was very much like that <laughs> Uh, yeah, Terror was good and Death Proof was terrible. Right. Or even even some of the stuff in um, From Dust Till Dawn. Like the, some yeah. of the concepts and stuff were really good there. But what about Machete? Le- I've never seen it. But. Oh, Machete is good. Yeah. It, yeah, leans, yeah. it leans into kind of the over-the-top ridiculousness. I think Robert Rodriguez is the perfect person for this. Yeah, no, I can see that. I have to I, agree. Even even to a certain extent, Desperado leans into the sure. absurdity. Oh, yeah, that's true. Too, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But then we're also at the point now, like Stallone's seventy six years old. Well, I, I can't think. remember. I can't well, imagine I, he's going to be in it. I I would hope not. Like they they're going to have to figure out a way to you know do the story without him. No, being it'll over be somebody him, like Jason Michael Momoa. B. Jordan. It makes sense. Or... He took over for Rocky. You know, Mike, Michael <laughs> B. Jordan. He, yeah, could be Michael <laughs> B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Sure, why not? Um. Uh, so, anything else anyone wants to bring up before we rate this? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm good. We can just write right. it. All right, let's write it. All right. Uh, well, Tush, uh, since you're the guest, would you like to go first or have one of us go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I mean, you know, there were a couple of good action scenes, but just overall, like, it's just, you know, Stallone usually has, like, other, like, people who, like, make up for his not often great acting in it. You know, like Burgess Meredith or, you know, even, like, you know, Diane Lane or, you know, puts good people in his movies. There really isn't anyone like that in this. So <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm going to say one and a half machine guns. Um, My lowest rating ever. For movie ever <laughs> are, you, are you sure that, you, that this is lower than the Half-Past Dead? Oh, you know, you're right. I gave that zero machine guns. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Yeah. Like this, this movie is just, it's just a mess. Like it, it reeks of a movie that was, had an hour cut out of it. And even, like we said, even if that hour's there, I don't know if it makes more sense. There's so many unexplained things. Stallone does seem bored for a movie that he basically seemed to control the whole thing to make. A couple of the action sequences are de- decent, but overall, I, I this is not was not an enjoyable watch. I'm going to give it one machine gun. Yeah, I I agree. This movie sucks. Don't watch it. One machine gun. Yeah, this movie's not good. Um, <laughs> like even the even Stallone is just like I can't I can't put into words how disappointing this movie is i expected to go in and have it not be a good movie but have it not be a good movie in the best possible way and it's not it's a not a good movie in a bad way like people are disinterested parts of it are poorly made it doesn't make any sense uh the the, the plot is non-existent you could tell 90 percent of this movie is cut um it's just not a, not a terribly fun watch. So I, yeah, I'm going to go, I'll go one machine gun also. Man. So rush out and see Cobra today. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Like I don't get why people, why they're, why this is a cult yeah, movie. I, I'm still baffled by that. Like if, if any of our listeners or anyone on the discord, like can clarify for us, like, if you like this movie, why that is, why it has this cult status, I really want to know. Hold on. I, Before we invite I those comments, I want to specify this, though. Don't make comments about how much you like this movie if you haven't watched it in the last 10 years. Very true. <laughs> Just that, that watch is... the movie first and take an honest evaluation of it. And then, you know what? If you want to let nostalgia color your view after you've watched it recently, then that's fine. But go watch this movie now and, and see if it's any good. Just because we don't like it, don't threaten to murder or sexually assault us, please. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, please was, don't. Okay. Please don't. I don't know that we need to make that statement. That's but, what happens on the internet. But we can. I mean, it's the statement's made. Guys, 
don't do that thing to us, please. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of hoping it does go without saying, but now that it's been said, we'll leave it at that. Good there could be a bunch of axe gangs out there who's like, how dare they? Clang, clang. We are clang, clang. clang Listen, we're, we not, clang. we're not disparaging axes or people who like axes. Guys, we're disparaging people who like this movie. Guys, I just want to say, if we are going to start some kind of weird cult gang, can, like, I don't have any axes, so could it be something that I have easier access to that we're going to clang together? I have axes for Because if you so. think about it, like, for being an axe gang, they just use guns a lot. Like, they, they really do. They did not use axes that yeah. much, and that seemed to be their whole thing. Like, even the Night Slasher killed people with his knife, so why were they clanging those axes together? And, you know. know, and an axe seems like such an impractical weapon for a cult to have. <laughs> like an axe you can't really sneak into anywhere no. right like it's not like a good concealed weapon right it's, it's not, like not a, an easy yeah it's not an easy weapon to use either so yeah they're they're kind of unwieldy sometimes though i do have to say if we're starting a gang based on weapons joe has i don't really like our chances <laughs> we're just Fair. gonna have we're gonna have a couple steak knives yeah yep. <laughs> <laughs> like you you guys all have axes and i show up with a steak knife and just like a regular <laughs> hammer. Clang, clang! This is my sharpest fork. <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got a butter knife. Oh, Plastic. <laughs> All right. I, I think we I think we did We're it. Good. I think we, We're good. we knocked this one out of the park. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, check us out. GameZillaMedia.com and anywhere podcasts are available. We come out every Monday. Uh and we're 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 kind of getting toward the end of uh of the year, which means the year of the sequel is coming to a close. It's true. It's so true. this technically wasn't a sequel, or not even technically, it's definitely not a sequel. <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> definitely not a not sequel. sequel. Um, so I, you know, we're gonna have some more sequels to wrap up the year for you. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to chat with us about how much you love this movie. Uh, go to go to our Discord. So you go to GameZillaMedia.com, and at the bottom of the page is our Discord link. You can click on it and join us and chat with us. Or if you want to chat with anybody on Discord, there's hundreds of channels on there. You can you can chat with anyone of us about any number of things. Um, H- hundreds Dave, seems like a lot. Dave has a weapon. Look out! It's true. <laughs> oh, Dave has a, so one of his many swords. Well, I just wanted to do a quick kind of a thank you. Because as I've mentioned before, you're not going to stab yourself, are you? What's that? No. <laughs> okay. I love the movie The Thirteenth Warrior, right? Yep. And my brother uh, reconnected with one of his old friends from grade school, Eric, and I wanted to thank Eric because apparently his uncle was a prop master on the movie, and he gave me one of the swords that was on set. So That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome, and I wanted to thank Eric. I'll just say Eric to you know protect his anonymity, you know. But uh, yeah. If he's listening, thank you very much. This is awesome. And I'm going to mount it to my wall or something. Or maybe fight, um, you know, Axe crazy people, people you know, with it. You know? yeah. <laughs> Either way. All right, cool. Um, all right. Uh, are, are we good, LPJ? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> we're fine. We're, we're fine. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. Clang 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 clang